Welcome to California in Focus. I'm Eliana Kernodal, standing in for David Mastio this week. Joining me today, as always, is the Center Square's California reporter, Kenneth Shrupp. Kenneth, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me on. We are recording this on Tuesday, November 21st. Do you have any big Thanksgiving plans this week, Kenneth? You know, nothing too special this week. Just going to head out to Texas to go visit family, enjoy my time with my dog. Nice. This week's story is about retail theft, which has been a growing concern across the country. But San Francisco Mayor London Breed is trying to do something about it. What has she announced on this front? In recent weeks, the San Francisco Police Department have conducted what's called a resale theft blitz, where they've had these 40 operations to arrest about 300 people in the last few weeks at major chain stores in the area. They say that many of these people have actually even been charged with crimes for stealing, which is rare in California, given that Prop 47 means that people who steal up to about $1,000 only face a misdemeanor, which means that prosecutors are often not assigned to ever actually take on these cases because they're busy filing charges against far more violent crimes. And you mentioned that they're they're doing more with prosecution. Didn't London Breed also appoint some more prosecuting attorneys? Right. This, the city of San Francisco just received a $2 million grant to hire two full-time prosecutors to focus only on retail theft and crime, which means that the people who are even under Prop 47 may be only going to get charged with a misdemeanor. They're going to be potentially facing jail time, fines, probation, or more, instead of being able to continue to steal with impunity. The other part of this $2 million grant is to install 400 cameras at 100 intersections across San Francisco to make sure that people who are getting in these cars, driving away, can be tracked and caught by police. Something that people don't know is that in San Francisco, the police cannot chase you uh, unless you're committing a violent felony. Otherwise, you will not be stopped by them. So in addition to this camera situation, they're going to have to change what police are able to do when it comes to chasing. And we covered this a few weeks ago when we discussed how Mayor London Breed has a new proposal to A, expand the police force, and B, allow the police to chase criminals. If this is passed, we might have a chance of seeing crime go down in San Francisco to levels more befitting of the Boston of California. So then, just out of curiosity, with the prosecuting attorneys, there's two of them that are dedicated specifically just to this. Do they have a lot of other prosecuting attorneys that are dealing with the various other types of crime in the city? Or are are those kind of being put on the back burner right now? The hiring of new prosecutors to focus on retail theft is going to free up casework from for other prosecutors to go focus on other crimes. Yes. But what really has been happening is that prosecutors who focus on more serious and violent crimes just don't have time to file these cases, which is why many people feel like they can steal with impunity, because the reality is they probably won't get charged with anything, because prosecutors don't have time to cover these low-level offenses. So these efforts are coming after various different polling over the years showing that San Francisco has been declining and that people in San Francisco have not necessarily been satisfied with the direction it's been going in. What have some of the recent polls said about this? 
only 24% of San Franciscans think the city is going in the right direction. And this is, these are the worst numbers that we've seen since polling uh, from consistently on this issue began in about April of 2015. The city leaders in San Francisco, I mean, it's a consolidated city county. So there's a mayor and a county board of supervisors who are at the top of the respective city and county governments that oversee the same area. The mayor has a disapproval rate of 63% and the board of supervisors has a disapproval rate of 65%, which is, I think, why you're seeing this major expansion of anti-crime policies that haven't even been achieved in Republican areas. Let's look at policies that they introduced together, such as no longer giving cash welfare to people who are found to be having substance abuse disorders. This is just a proposal, but if voters adopt it, you won't see people who are addicted to drugs getting getting cash welfare from the government unless they go through substance abuse treatment and actually stick with the program. This is something you just haven't seen achieved elsewhere in the country. But they're having to take these very serious measures now because you have an election next year where many of these people have the opportunity to lose their seats. London Breed and the supervisors are viewed as a package deal. Breed is up for re-election. Many of the supervisors are up for re-election, and they want to maintain their power. So they have to act now. But the real question is, why have they been waiting so long? If they've had the power to do this the whole time, why now? It's the same thing with when Xi Jinping visited last week for APEC. Suddenly, homelessness disappeared. The encampments were cleared out. The drug dealers suddenly all disappeared. Why, why would you only do that for one week for a foreign dictator, but not for the people who live in San Francisco and are there every day? That is what voters are concerned about. And that is why London Breed is taking drastic action now. Have we seen much of what, like how voters have been responding to some of these proposals and efforts? Or is that something we're going to have to wait and see in the next election? Poll numbers have not been improving despite all of these announcements, but there's a lot of time between now and next year. So if she can, if these people can survive the primary, which appears likely if the party machine sticks with them because it is a one-party majority here, then they probably will survive re-election. And you talked to a fellow at the Manhattan Institute about this story. What did he have to say? Yes, I talked to Rafael Manguel, a Manhattan Institute fellow. He's a member of the Council on Criminal Justice. And he thinks that these are some promising steps. But again, if prosecutors can't get charges to stick, then these people are going to come back on the streets again and again with just a slap on the wrist and commit more crime. It comes down to, are some people able to live by the rule of law and abide by our standards? Or are we going to have to put them away and keep them off our streets so they can't just come out and commit more crime? And law in California is honestly stopping a lot of the prosecution that needs to happen. You can't even prosecute people for breaking into a car if when you got back to your car, you unlocked it. Police have to prove that your car was locked and not even open. So if someone broke into your car and unlocked the door after breaking into it, they can never be found guilty of breaking and entering into your car. Well, thank you for your insights on this, Kenneth, but we're out of time. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Kenneth Shrupp, this is Eliana Kernodal. Please subscribe and thank you for listening. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.